Hello, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Gavin DeStasi, and on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about living for today versus planning for tomorrow. A couple of weeks ago, I had a minor health scare that landed me in the emergency room. It turned out to be nothing, thankfully, but an interesting thing happened to me as I was sitting there listening to the frightful sounds of the ER all around me. It's something that I think happens to a lot of people when they reach a certain age, maybe start to have some health issues, and the realities of mortality become ever more acute. Anyhow, I was sitting there with Tracy and I said something to her along the lines of, you know, if we're lucky, we've got maybe 20 more years of reasonably good health that we can count on, right? And if that's the case, and with the kids being basically six years away from out of the house, I don't see the point of foregoing an epic vacation or experience in the short term because we're worried about saving enough for our future. When you're in the kind of business we are, this sentiment is something you come to hear quite a bit in one form or another. And it's a thought process we've come to calling the stop and smell the roses effect. It's basically a realization that life is unpredictable, that kids grow up so fast. One moment you're changing diapers and before you know it, they're looking at colleges. You've had your head down so long building your career or business, then shuttling the kids here, there and everywhere. And suddenly you just recognize how quickly things are moving. And all you want to do is slow everything down a bit and try to actually enjoy where you are. Now, I have no intention of splurging on some ridiculous vacation at $2,000 a night hotels, spending all of our retirement savings on some lavish experience that's way outside of our means. As a planner, I'm fully aware of the importance of maintaining discipline in the pursuit of your financial goals, and particularly at the time most people have this kind of epiphany. These tend to be your peak earnings years and the time when the real heavy lifting of saving for retirement, not to mention paying for college, takes place. No, what I'm really talking about is avoiding the paralysis that I see set in for so many people around what they tend to view as maybe extravagant or frivolous spending. It's undoubtedly discretionary spending, but we see so often that folks are almost terrified to spend on something like a Hawaiian vacation for fear of becoming homeless in their golden years. But I can tell you this from my own experience in this business. I've seen far more people reach a certain point in life where they can no longer physically or mentally handle the rigors of travel, long flights, jet lag, etc., but wish that they had spent more time doing it when they could, than I have those who spent a little more to have these experiences while they could and now have to live on cat food. The point is that as long as these kinds of expenditures are kept within reason, it's rare that we see them completely derail a well-thought-out long-term financial plan. Most financial advisors, when they start out in the business, have these lofty goals and ideals about what they'll be doing in their practice. If you're a planning-centric kind of advisor as we are, this usually means that you come into the business thinking you'll be spending your days crafting plans for people and helping them lay down the pathway to achieving all of their high-level goals and aspirations. Maybe you've just come out of the CFP program or worked a few years with an experienced planner who's doing a lot of this kind of work, and you think this is what you want to spend your time doing. The problem is, when you're first starting out, you rarely land clients who are in need of this kind of planning work. You're a younger and less experienced advisor, and you tend to land younger and more inexperienced clients at the beginning. They generally don't need this kind of high-level planning yet. They need help with budgeting and determining how to prioritize paying down debt versus saving for retirement versus starting a college fund. So what you end up doing is a little bit of planning and a whole lot of managing investment accounts. You didn't start out to spend most of your time talking about their investments, but that's what happened. But if you stay at it and continue to believe in and push planning to your clients, a funny thing happens along the way. They eventually do need it. One day your client walks in and says, you know, I've been thinking, if I'm lucky, I've got maybe 20 more years of reasonably good health I can count on, right? 
And if that's the case, with my kids being a few years away from out of the house, and while I know it's important to continue saving for retirement, I'd really like to see what it looks like if we took a big vacation to Hawaii this year. And that's where I think an experienced advisor can really help their clients, outside of what most people traditionally think of as their purview. Sure, we're going to talk about your investments, and if you're saving enough for retirement, we're going to try and keep you on track when the volatility in the markets gets kicked up. But it's these other moments that, to me, really add value to a client's life. It's the experience to, to tell someone that it's okay to spend a little more on their vacation this year because you know what they're going through and you've seen that a few thousand dollars isn't likely to derail their whole financial future, but the memories they make on that vacation will last a lifetime. Sure, you can plug the numbers into the financial plan if they need a little bit of statistical cover to make that decision, but despite what many think, it's just not always about numbers. Jarrett likes to say that financial planning is more art than science. And to break it down even further, I would say that being a good financial advisor is about helping clients pursue a life well-lived, whatever that means to each of them. The truth is that everyone has a different relationship with money, and that's important. Some people can't be comfortable in the now if they don't believe their future is secure, and some believe that the future is uncertain, so you need to live for today. Most of us fall somewhere in between, and as with most things, achieving balance is the key. I think for all of us though, it's okay, and perhaps even vital, to stop and smell the roses every once in a while.